So this is our last full day of retreat. And uh, I would really encourage you to give yourself to it fully. You're really in it now, and you've done quite a bit of sitting and settling to arrive wherever you are, wherever you find yourself. And this is really a unique opportunity. So to uh, take the day of sitting and walking as a gift, as a way to really open and explore these different dimensions of experience, of body, of heart, of mind, and to practice uh, seeing, you know, this craft, this art of meditative practice and discovering for yourself when it's time to gather and kind of collect and settle, engaging the breath and the body, and when is it time to open, to receive, to uh, allow the arising and passing of sensations, of emotions, of sounds, of thought, and see what you may discover. Uh, Allow yourself to be surprised by what's possible. So we have time for a few questions, if there are any, in the hall about your practice or something you'd like to ask. Please. Mm-hmm. So the question is about balancing when to know when to go inward and engage in your own sort of exploration of what's happening and when it's appropriate to actually engage outwardly in the context of managing or controlling or taking action in terms of your environment. Yeah. And I think the question was, how, how do I know sort of what to do when, especially as you go out. Is that? Yeah. So the same, f- the same set of circumstances are true here on retreat as, you know, the speed and intensity may change as you go out. But here, too, you have a chance to know when do you go in and just experience what's happening and when is it time to, say, shift your posture or have a cup of tea, 
or have a second bowl of whatever it is or serving for lunch, right? And um, as you described, most of us uh, are much more outer-directed. And so in a context like this in a retreat, we have the opportunity to kind of uh, shift the balance, as it were, and to really uh, notice and engage and pay attention to what's happening internally. Ultimately, it's not an either-or question, right? That what we are paying attention to in our interior has an impact on what we're paying attention to in our exterior and vice versa. The external world, of course, also has an impact on us. What we're emphasizing here is for all of us to begin to pay attention to our relationship to our experience, whether it's internal experience or external experience. And that it's the same, right? You may notice an internal experience of a sensation in the body that is unpleasant and a reaction to it, an emotion in response to that, and a lot of thinking and then a lot. And the same may happen with something external, a person, a meal, the weather, we can have the same kind of experience with our external. And so really that the aim in this is not so much to say, oh, I should only pay attention to my internal and never do anything. (laughs) It's not about passivity. It's also not about reactivity. So, you know, in the story that I told the other night, we're looking to find an appropriate response to what's happening internally and externally. And ultimately we begin to see that the lines between those are not as distinct as they may seem at first. And that all of our relationship is actually about relationship. It's about how we engage with what's happening. And so we have this, as I was saying earlier, unique opportunity to really practice that here in a simplified environment whether we don't have our phone and our computer and our kids and our friends and our colleagues and whoever else uh, is stirring things up. You may have them in your mind, (laughs) but you don't actually have them as living events, you know, active events. And so we have an opportunity here to begin to discover for ourselves what is that right relationship? What is the appropriate way to relate to And when does it feel like, whoop, I went, you know, I grabbed on and went for a ride. And when can we feel ourselves tensing and rejecting or resisting? And there's no autopilot. It's not like we're going to find that place and then just cruise through a meditation or a meditation retreat or our life. But this act of paying attention is actually a radical thing to do. The Buddha described it as swimming upstream. You know, we're going against the culture, the external world that's constantly pulling us out, but we're also moving against what may be the habit, you know, of our own unconscious reactivity and ways of engaging our views, our beliefs, our things that we don't necessarily notice. Here you have a chance to notice. (laughs) And in that noticing, you begin to see, oh, there's a little bit of space, a little freeing up, right? Instead of it having you 
there's a little bit of ability to navigate what's happening. So I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but that's the one I have for today. (laughs) Anyone else? Please. So in the past um, day, I've gotten in touch where you can see where my my actions, my thoughts, my words um, were a source of tremendous suffering for others. And so my, there's a part of me that immediately goes to atonement, somehow wanting to, to make up for it. So I'd be curious about what would the Buddha say about The Buddha described that our words, our feelings, our thoughts, our actions uh, have an impact and you are seeing that and uh, you know in the Buddhist language we would call that karma. Everything we do, everything we say, everything we think is this ripple effect and so seeing that clearly as it sounds like you are, um, is in a way its own atonement. So I think that people who behave in ways that we wish they wouldn't in the world are probably not so clear about the impact of what they're doing. But when we see it clearly as you do, or as you are beginning to, it allows us to begin to shift how we engage. So the insight itself uh, begins to allow us to engage in a more skillful way. So while there may be something that you'd want to do or say in your life, I would uh, encourage you to consider that the process of atonement is happening. You're, You're actually in it that this clear seeing is um, in some ways perhaps the most important part and that you can trust that from the insights you're having that uh, skillful behavior will come forward. You can engage that way. Yeah, thank you. So I have a few announcements this morning before we break for walking meditation and the interviews. Um, The first is that we need uh, someone to sit up here and be the bell ringer for the 1015 sitting. Someone willing to do that? Wonderful. So it's two parts, ringing the bell before the sitting, seven minutes before, and then ringing the bell at the end of the sitting. I'm sitting up here. Thank you. Um... Apparently, there have been some people walking on the road called Rabbit Run Road, something like that. And um, there was a request um, to ask in support of uh, having good relationships with the neighbors that um, you please not uh, walk 
on that road. It's the it's the other side of the vineyard. Is that right? Yeah. So um, it's a private road. It's like someone's driveway. So you could imagine from the neighbor's perspective that um, you might uh, 